Hi guys, it's Coach Allie with this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. This week is episode 120, and we're going to talk about how to make the judges love your platform, even if they don't relate to it. Let's be honest, every time you go to a local, state, or national competition, you have a different set of judges. So how do you always relate your platform to the panel you have in front of you? We're going to talk about it today. Let's get started. Well, hi, everybody. It's Coach Allie with this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I am so pumped this week to talk to you about how to make the judges love your platform, even if they don't relate to it. So this week, we're going to talk about two parts. The first part is relating to you, because let's be honest, if you can't relate to the judges, they are not going to be able to relate to your platform because there's going to be a disconnect. So we'll talk about that first and then flow into relating to your platform specifically, because relating to you and relating to your platform definitely coincide. So starting with relating to you as a person, let's be honest, it is a fact that everyone is relatable in some way. If you don't believe that, let me prove it to you. You are a human being with values, opinions, experiences, and therefore you can relate to others that have been through anything similar to you, no matter how small you think that thing actually is. Because you are alive, you've been through stuff, you believe things, you have opinions, and there are people out there who can relate to you in those areas. We talk a lot at Powerhouse about uniqueness, right? You have a specific set of skills, talents, beliefs, values, dreams, etc., that are different from everyone else around you, which is awesome. In that aspect, I'm talking about you as a whole person. You, as insert your name here, are fully, completely, beautifully unique. That is awesome. You are beautifully and wonderfully made in the multifaceted woman that you are. We love that. But it is within those specifics that you can find commonalities with others. Let me give you an example of this. So I myself was a former athlete and I'm also a musician, right? Now, if I gave you a couple other examples of a former athlete that's now a home designer, or a former athlete that's now a mom, or a former athlete that's now a CEO, a former athlete that's now a veteran, or a cook. Those are all different parts of who these people are. We might be the same in the aspect that we were all former athletes, but we're not the same people. Individually, we are unique. But in the specifics, we have a commonality. And in those specifics, we are able to relate to one another. So that's my first point today under the umbrella of relating you. Everyone is relatable in some way. So you have to defeat the lie in your own brain. Oh, I'm just not relatable. I haven't been through things. I, I can't possibly relate to a 40-year-old man or a 60-year-old woman because I'm only 18 years old or 23 years old. No, that's a lie. Something in you, whether that is a belief an interest, a talent can connect with the person sitting on the other side of that table as a judge. The second point in relating to you is you might just be inexperienced, so choose to gain a new outlook. Now, this is a little bit different of a point in relatability, but there there is a factual concept behind, okay, you're 18 years old and you're talking to someone who is 60 or 70. They just have more life experience than you. That doesn't mean you can't relate to them, but there is a gap that you need to address, right? So how do you help bridge that gap if you're an 18-year-old and you really don't have a lot of life experience, right? Well, if you are naive about an area of the world, a political belief, a culture, a business, a concept, a people group, literally anything, well, 
do something about it. Choose to gain a new outlook on the world. Don't let your beliefs isolate you. So just because you grew up in a certain part of the country or your specific culture or a specific religion or whatever, don't let that isolate you because it doesn't have to. Practice understanding vastly different people than yourself. There's power in that. So what's one way that you can do this? Volunteer at organizations that will give you this new outlook that we're talking about. Let me give you an example. So me, I grew up in West Omaha, Nebraska. A lot of you listening aren't from Nebraska or from Omaha, but there are true pockets. There's cultural pockets here. There's socioeconomic pockets here. But the joke is that wherever you grow up in Omaha, you stay in your own pocket of the city, which isn't only true for Omaha, but it's true for a lot of medium to big cities across the United States. And growing up as a kid, I personally was so thankful that I participated in church volunteer groups, YMCA clubs, athletic teams, mentorship programs, and other service work that forced me out of the physical area that I was familiar with into something new. I met new people. I experienced new cultures. I talked to people that were different from me. And through those experiences, and I've continued that as an adult, I gain a new outlook on life. It doesn't necessarily mean you change your beliefs or you change your values, but it gives you an appreciation and a connection point to communicate with people different than you. And that all relates back to relatability, which is what we're talking about today. The third point in this is speak to the level in which you are at. This is huge, especially if I mentioned that age gap a little bit earlier. But if you're 18, 25, you're talking to someone who's 40, 50, 60, someone with a lot more life experience than you. Don't try to be at the level of the person you are speaking to if you're not truly there. That's inauthentic and boring and gross, right? A lot of times it comes across as nervous energy. Don't act like a 40-year-old or a 60-year-old if you're 20. I want you to act 20. It's okay to be mature, But don't try to be me if I'm putting myself in being a 60-year-old woman in this scenario. Don't try to be me as your judge. Be you as in you. Be you in your uniqueness and your authenticity. Also, don't fake knowledge just to fit in with your judging group or sound smart on a topic. That's inauthentic. Judges can see through that absolutely. Because no one in this world knows everything about everything. So really be authentic to you in your journey and where you're at. A key here that will help you with this is develop your empathy. Empathy goes beyond any form of intellect. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't know how to empathize with somebody else, you're never going to be relatable. Be honest when you can't relate to somebody as well, because if you have never experienced what this other person is going through, don't just try to force that relatability. It's okay to say, hey, you know, I've never experienced what you can experience, but I can imagine you're you're experiencing the emotion of sadness or pain or regret or whatever that emotion is, you can relate that emotion to something else that you've been through in your life. And that humanizes the whole conversation that you're having. Another tip is look for where you can actually agree, but be steadfast in your own convictions. Just because someone is disagreeing with you or maybe you read the judge's bio and they are a completely different political belief than yourself, look for where you actually can agree. And a lot of the times it's going to come through the emotion of what you're talking about, not the actual facts that you say, right? It's very important to be a factual person, to be informed, yes, but you can't just be an intellectual robot spurting off different facts because that's not relatable at all. An example, when you're referring to your platform, use good, passionate storytelling to emotionally connect with your judges. Start your conversation by understanding and empathy. That's always the best way to go about it. So the three parts, just to recap the first half of relating to you, number one is everyone is relatable in some way. Number two, you might just be inexperienced. 
So choose to gain a new outlook. If you're the person who's like, oh my gosh, I'm not relatable to anybody, or I really have a problem with relatability, you might just be inexperienced. Go get some more volunteer experience. Talk to somebody different than you. There's power in that. And the third part here is speak to the level in which you are at. So important. Don't try to be 60 in your interview when you're 18 years old, because that creates a disconnect. So the second half of this podcast today is about relating to your platform. So I started with relating to you because, again, like we talked about last week, if you don't understand you, how the heck are you supposed to communicate that to the judges? The answer is you're not. So you always have to understand you first. And understanding you will help you relate to the judges. Relating to your platform, number one, is choosing the best option. I have a lot of girls that I work with where they have an idea for a platform And I ask them questions like, why do you want to do this? Why are you passionate about this? And they end up either telling me facts about a topic, which again, there's no emotion in that, or they tell me someone else's story. And think about that from a judging perspective. Okay, so if I'm a judge and I say, hey, Tina, if your name is Tina, why did you choose this as your platform? And you say, well, because 90% of Americans struggle with this. And because Nebraska is the number one leading cause of blah in America. Okay, did I learn anything about you or your personal story or did you make me empathize with you in any way? No, you told me facts. Okay, in that same scenario, what if Tina says, and I'm sorry if your name is Tina, it's just the first name that popped into my head. Maybe I've been listening to too much Napoleon Dynamite. Actually, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but whatever, alas. So the example, Tina, what if I as the judge ask her the same question and she goes into this story of, a hypothetical girl or maybe somebody that was in her school that really impacted her life. Okay, that's better because you're still telling me a story, but it's not relating to you unless it was your friend, your family member, somebody close to you. There's a little bit of a disconnect there because I can't tell why you're passionate about this. You're telling somebody else's story or you're just telling me facts about something. So really choosing the best option for a platform is home base of where to start in your relatability to a judge. Because if you don't understand the passion behind it and it's not really the best option of choice for your platform, you're kicking yourself before you even walk in the door for your interview. Choose a cause or an organization that you are passionate about or that you have a personal story attached with. You should never make up a passion or make up a connection to a cause because a judge will see through that as fakeness instantly. I've seen it personally as a judge. I've worked with girls who've done this. It's just inauthentic and I promise you there is a better option in your life. Let me give you an example of this, okay? What if you were my judge and I tried to explain the struggles and the stereotypes of being a short female. I could tell a really, really good story of my friend who goes through this, all of what the world says about it, but any judge with half a brain would look at me standing six foot two and see the disconnect because I'm really tall, right? I could be super emotional, tell this great story, but it's still not the best option for me because I am not short. And that might be a little silly example, but You can use this in your own life to help you discover what am I truly passionate about or am I just forcing a platform that I saw Betty Jo have and that sounded like a good option so then I am now passionate about it. No. Here's the lesson. There are some platforms that just don't fit with you and that's okay because there is the perfect platform, there is the perfect fit, there is that thing that you are passionate about and you can become more passionate as you work in that field or with that organization, find that option as your platform. Okay, so number one, choosing the best option. Number two, after you've done that, own your story moment. We talk a lot about storytelling at Powerhouse and it is so important. In an interview, 
Be an emotional storyteller like your life depends on it. Have an electric passion that the judges can tangibly feed off of. Connect with them with good body language, good posture, and good communication aesthetic. We've done podcasts on all of those things in the past, so feel free to go back and listen to them. But it really does help when you own your story moment. And that comes from really having a good platform. A lot of times if you're struggling with telling your story or being passionate in your interview, is your platform really something that you can be passionate about? Can you tell the emotional story behind it? And if you can't, go back to the drawing board and maybe pick a new platform or revamp it or have some more volunteer experience within your platform to have some more empathy or get to those emotions that you can talk about in your interview. Because it really does make a difference if you are captivating to look at in your interview and in your communication or you're giving me nervous energy. A captivating aura says, she's got it. Nervous energy says there's a disconnect and now I'm uncomfortable as a judge, even if I don't really know why. Relate to the emotion, not the facts. Here's an example. So earlier I used my athlete example. So yes, we might all be former athletes, but that fact does not make me relate to you. I think I used former athlete chef and former athlete home designer in my example, just two of them. Me personally, I am not the cook of my family. Joe is. So if I tried to relate to somebody based off of cooking, I would probably use humor as an emotion because I can't cook worth a darn. I really can't. I'm not creative as my husband is. Same thing with home decorating. I would love to say that I can do that. I love the finished product, but I will hire someone to do my house rather than me doing it myself because that's not my talent. Now, if I try to relate to both of those people through home decorating or cooking, and lie that I have experience in it or try and fake knowledge in the area, it will seem inauthentic. Even though we have the background of both being former athletes, that's not what we're trying to talk about in this moment. And that creates inauthenticity when, yeah, we might be similar in the past, but what we're talking about now, I can't force that connection. So if I was talking about cooking, I'd probably use humor because I'm bad at it. If I was talking about home design, I'd probably say something about how I've saved all these pictures and I'm the perfect candidate for a client, even though I could never do what they do. But if we're talking about being an athlete, I would talk about the emotional struggle of two-a-days or learning how to cope with learning a new fitness routine once you are done being an athlete. And that's something that we can relate to both of us, even though we're in a different spot now. It's something we both went through in college. And finally, the third point here is have an action plan, okay? So you got to choose the best option, own your story moment when you're asked about your platform, then have an action plan as the next step. A good platform goes beyond just passion or a good story. There's an action plan in mind. Even if a judge can't personally connect to the topic at hand, allow them to have the opportunity to connect with your mission, vision, and plan for the impact you want to have. Every good person can connect to the desire to help others and the importance of this in our communities. If you lay out a clear plan that fits with the pageant system you're competing in or the organization that you're competing for, then it gives the judge a chance to connect with you past the shared experience. It gives them a future connection point of, oh my gosh, she has a plan. She's organized. I can tell she's a leader. She's a visionary. People can connect to those attributes with your plan. Also, having an action plan proves maturity to judges, which is a great quality in a title holder. Now, I know we went over a lot today, but just to recap, 
the relating to you piece. Number one, everyone is relatable in some way. It's so true. Number two, you might just be inexperienced. So choose to gain a new outlook. Number three, speak to the level in which you are at. Then the second half, relating to your platform. Choose the best option. That is so, so important. Don't choose a platform that you hate because it will come across an interview. Number two, own your story moment. When a judge asks you about your platform, you should be able to hit right into that emotional storytelling and own that moment completely. Then three, have an action plan. A good platform goes beyond the passion of a good story. But you have to tell me, what are you going to do with this title? That allows another connection point beyond past experiences, beyond connection intellectually, but it connects future attributes to the now interview. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I hope you got something out of all of that and all my energy this week. And feel free to DM me any thoughts or comments on Instagram. Love you guys. See you next week. Hey guys, Coach Megan here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We're so honored to have you wherever you are, near or far away from the great metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska, where we are from. We are so proud to be your virtual coaches. If you could just share this with a friend that you feel like needs to hear this today, give us a five-star review if you haven't already, and click that link below in our show notes. We promise we are the nicest people. We are the nicest people, we promise, and we'd love to meet you, and we'd love to figure out if you're a good fit for our programs or make a suggestion for a different coach, different consultant, different person that's a professional in their field that can help you. The reason why we do it this way, actually, because a lot of people ask is because we want to help you practice the elements of being a great title holder from the very beginning. And one of those things is vulnerability. One of those things is being a self-starter. One of those things is being able to reach out and cold email, cold call, cold DM somebody that you don't know because of the potential opportunity on the other side of things. When I was Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska USA, just letting y'all know that's how you get media. That's how you get appearances. That's how you get sponsors is being willing to put yourself out there. And so we want to help you practice that from the very beginning, learn more about you and discover um, if we can help you and we'll point you in the right direction for one of our services programs and the right coach for you. Otherwise, we will absolutely make a best suggestion for you in a different direction. Because at the end of the day, we're not territorial about needing to coach every person in the world. We just want you to find your right fit so that you can make your dreams come true and unlock the winner within you. Anyways, just wanted to encourage you guys in that today. Again, leave us a review, DM us um, on Instagram at any of our handles. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.